Fun, Friendship, and Fraternity Podcast, where we discuss the history, traditions, points of interest, and benefits of membership in Gyro International. I'm Dan Durbin, your host. This episode is going to be a little different, as today we're diving into a fundamental yet often overlooked aspect of organizations, their structure. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a manager, a volunteer leader, or just interested in how companies function, this episode will shed light on the crucial role organizational structure plays in achieving corporate goals. Let's get into it. Hello, Gyro, you're a friend of mine. Hello, Gyro, you're a friend of mine. With your hand in your pocket and your little chain and locket. Hello, Gyro, you're a friend of mine. And he lives down in our alley. So, what exactly is organizational structure. At its core, it's the blueprint that shapes how work is divided, coordinated, and controlled within an organization. It determines who reports to whom and how information flows, both up and down the chain of command. The right structure can work wonders, leading to successful endeavors, profitability, and expansion, while the wrong one can lead to inefficiency and disaster. Let's look at some case studies that highlight the impact of organizational structure. Consider the global tech giant, Apple. In 2020, Apple overtook Microsoft as the world's largest company and foremost tech giant. However, to get to that position, they've had to go through a major restructuring of the company at least two separate times. In 1997, after losing money for 12 years, one of the founders, Steve Jobs, returned to the company, restructured the organization, scrapped projects that were not profitable, revived employee morale, and turned the company around in a very short period of time. Even then, every company decision had to go through Jobs, which was not a sustainable way to keep the company moving forward. In 2011, after Steve Jobs left the company and his untimely passing, Tim Cook took over as CEO and again restructured the company using a functional organizational structure. This means that the company is broken into divisions around expertise rather than products. Apple corporate has control over company decisions, while the individual divisions enjoy autonomy to work on their area of expertise. Apple's hierarchical structure with clear lines of authority allows for efficient decision-making and the successful development of groundbreaking products like the iPhone and the MacBook. Now, organizational structure is the backbone of efficiency. When teams are well-structured, they can work cohesively, minimize overlaps, and make the best use of resources. Let's take a look at Toyota's famed production system. Toyota's production system, or TPS, 
is a management system that comprises the company's management philosophy and production practices, including interactions with suppliers and customers. It merges all this into a single cohesive system. You might know it by the more recent lean manufacturing title that seems to be a buzzword. It's a shining example of how an efficient organizational structure can enable just-in-time manufacturing, reducing waste, and boosting productivity. Now, clear lines of communication and decision-making are essential. The right structure ensures that information flows smoothly and that decisions are made by those best equipped to make them. Amazon, for example, the e-commerce giant, uses a two-pizza team structure where teams should be small enough to be fed by two pizzas. This encourages efficient communication and faster decision-making, helping them innovate and deliver. Now, even with communication, you must have employee satisfaction and engagement. Organizational structure plays a vital role in employee satisfaction and engagement. When roles are clearly defined, employees are happier and more motivated. Companies reach a middle-aged culture where their evolution and innovation slow, they create too many management levels, they experience bottleneck decision-makings, and employee production drops. There's an example of Zappos, the online shoe and clothing retailer, they're known for a very unique holacracy structure. Instead of new ideas or improvements having to be approved by a manager or a chain of command, Zappos uses a self-managed organizational structure where employees have more autonomy and control over their work, leading to increased job satisfaction and engagement. Employees are encouraged to enact improvements that they see to help with production efficiency. Who better to learn of improvements to the production line than the people actually doing the production? This means that they're very adaptable and innovate quickly. Now, in our rapidly changing world, adaptability and innovation are key. The right structure can either enable or hinder an organization's ability to pivot and innovate. Netflix, for example, with its fluid organizational structure, allows teams to adapt quickly and create original content that's revolutionized the entertainment industry and online streaming services. Now, the structure of an organization reflects an organization's culture and values. When aligned, they can create a powerful synergy. The structure at Google encourages creativity and innovation, aligning with their mission to, quote, organize the world's information and make it universally accessible and useful, end quote. For example, IBM's transition from a traditional hierarchy to a more agile matrix-style structure reinvigorated the company, allowing it to better adapt and not only stay relevant, but compete in a rapidly changing 
technological landscape. Organizational structure is not just about boxes and lines on a chart. It's the backbone of an organization's success. Now, as we've seen through a lot of these examples, the right structure can foster efficiency, innovation, and a positive work culture. So now I want to take a moment to reflect on our own gyro organization. Is the current structure of Gyro International helping or hindering our goals as an international social club? Are there benefits to restructuring the organization, trimming the fat, so to speak, to better manage the current size and needs of our fraternity? Now, the goals we've identified for Gyro are to reduce the number of active districts, reduce the number of governors and additional leadership positions. We have districts that are down to one or two clubs and districts that are recycling governors and have been for several years now. We're also trying to increase the candidate pool for those remaining positions. We want to reduce the number of required conventions. We want to reduce costs for required executive council travel to multiple conventions per year. And we're trying to balance the membership numbers across the new districts for better representation during Board of Governor and annual general membership meetings. Now, the, the pandemic proved for a lot of organizations, and Gyro included, the business of Gyro can be completed through online conferencing. But it proved more than ever that the basic principle of gyro, friendship, can really only be done in person. The Gyro Structure Task Force has been working on these issues for a couple of years now. I was assigned as the chairman of the committee when I was first appointed as the second vice president of the executive council. The task force has presented our findings to the executive and the full board of governors at least three separate times over the last two years, and each time has taken feedback from the members and revised the program to account for fairness and equality for all of our member clubs. During this time, together, we have come up with six different proposals and are currently working on a seventh one with our last proposal, we believe, accomplishing all of the previously mentioned objectives. Now this year, as the international president, I hope to put this issue to a final vote before the end of my term. But I don't want to do it without hearing directly from our membership. If you feel motivated to get involved and join the conversation, I urge you to contact your local club president your district governor, your EC representatives, or me directly at gyrodan at comcast.net. So as the task force continues to wrestle with this issue, I'm going to leave you with this thought. Change for the sake of change 
is not necessarily a good thing. But a well-thought-out organizational structural change with specific goals in mind can be a very good thing for the future of our Friendship Club. I want to thank you for joining us today on the Fun, Friendship, and Fraternity Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with your friends and colleagues. I'm Dan Durbin, your host, saying cheerio, and we'll see you next time. Cheerio, old top cheerio, are we downhearted? No, then life's worthwhile if we can smile no matter where we go. Come join our merry throng, and we'll sing a gyro song. For we don't give a rap where you are, old chap, cheerio.